Aaron. And you're listening to Rope Drop and Park Hop. Yes, you are. Welcome back. We were just talking about a podcast I listened to where she has a recorded opening and a recorded mm-hmm. cl- intro and outro. Right. That's how the, the pros say it. Right. If you're in the biz. Anyway, she has a recorded one that she does every week, so it's the same every week. And we were talking about maybe we should do that, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think it's fun to <laughs> stumble over our words and be real, right? It's so fun to be, be awkward and weird. We don't want to be canned. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someday. When, someday when we're big time. That's right. When we're real big time, we'll have a fancy intro and a fancy outro. Yes. Speaking of which, we have big goals, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So if you could leave us a rating and a review, that would really help us get there. <laughs> so backstory, yes, I'll make it brief. It's, it's a good story, though. There's a there's a a guy from my husband's hometown who, and it's a small hometown. What is it, like 60,000 people in Pocatello? It's not a huge oh, city. Yeah. Anyway, there's a guy that's from there, and he started YouTubing back when YouTube was brand new. He started making daily videos of his family. And if I told you who he was, you probably would know. Some of you, at least, would probably know who he is. But he started doing this, and throughout the years, he came into contact with some other people who were kind of doing the same thing, and YouTube was starting to grow, and they were gaining subscribers. And so he and a couple of buddies started a company that was like a YouTube talent company, and I think that they just helped YouTubers find financial backing and advertising and things like that. Anyway, as the years moved on, YouTube obviously is what it is now, and... uh, they got bigger and bigger and they all have each of these three guys and their channels have millions and millions and millions of followers and they have this company. Anyway, they sold the company to one of our favorite companies, mm-hmm. Disney, for $550 million back in, I think, 2016, 2017, something like that. And so Katie and I plan on selling the podcast someday to Disney for $550 million. Yep. That's so. our goal. <laughs> Help us get there. We're, we have a little ways to go still. We would still podcast. They would just own our podcast. They would just I guess. own our souls, right? Yes, yeah. which is I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> we would just as have, long as as long as we don't have to move to Florida, right? <laughs> the Adventureland Suite at the Disneyland Hotel would soon be called the Rope Drop Suite. That's right. Yes. And then down the hallways, the Park Hop Suite. Yep. Hey, that's another goal. We have suites named after us at yeah. the Disneyland Hotel. I like it. We're doing it. <laughs> big goals, guys. Yep. Realistic. Big, realistic goals hey, that we have. you got to shoot for the stars, right? Yeah, so that when you fall short, you're mm-hmm. a space cadet. I don't so, know. Anyways, you if you leave us a review, we'll get there a lot faster. Yeah, <laughs> It's really it. the point. <laughs> so we're going to read a review this week. <laughs> Good segue, right? Yes, excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. This is from user 26464929294. Hopefully that's not your phone number. I guess it could be. <laughs> we may have just, <laughs> I mean, they posted it. So give Here it a call. Go. Let us know. Right. Um, best tips ever for Disneyland. I have plans to go to Disneyland here in a few months for my first time for a while. These guys have helped me a lot with learning what I'm getting into and also got me even more excited for my trip. 10 out of 10 recommend. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. We yeah. appreciate it. And one step closer to $550 million. That's right. Here we go. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> <laughs> We're close, guys. Real close. All right. Let's talk about news. We got some. Mm-hmm. Some of it's kind of big. Some of it's exciting. Exciting isn't the word that I was thinking of. Well, I really am excited that modifying park reservations is now a thing on our coast. I am too. What are the benefits of it? 
of being able to modify your park reservation? Yes. So, which I mean, I know what the benefits are, but let's talk about it. And I have seen some discussion on Disney forums and people are like, eh, it's not a big deal. I think it's kind of a big deal. I do too. And I think it's just more of a peace of mind thing because previously you had to cancel a reservation and then rebook it if you wanted to change parks. And during okay. busy times, that got a little yeah. challenging. So, and especially if you, you know, it's Tuesday and you're going on Wednesday and you're like, oh, wait, I need to change it to this different day. It's probably gone. Right. Or at least the reservations are probably close to being full. And so being able to modify just means that you have peace of mind that you're not going to lose your park reservation right. for what you already have trying to get a new one. And sometimes they go really fast, right? Like you could drop it. Somebody else could be just sitting there refreshing and snatch up your reservation that you dropped. And then you have nothing. Right. So. And I realize that now that they are at full capacity, that reservations are not as scarce as they used to be back when reservations first started. But still, I think it's a good move. And I don't know. Disney World is dropping their reservations for date-specific tickets starting in 2024. We'll see if Disneyland follows suit. But How do you now, feel about that? Like, how do you feel about reservations as a whole? Because I know some people love them. Right. Some people don't. Um, for me, mm-hmm. I already have to plan when I'm going to the parks. I can't just right. go on a whim. Right. So for me, reservations make sense. It helps the park, I think, know what capacity is going to be like so they can have staffing on point or whatever. Right. Enough cast members for the day. Um I don't know. Food. <laughs> they can make sure they have I enough churros still, going into the oven. <laughs> yes, we need enough churros. I think it's still a hassle. I think I think that here's my question. How mm-hmm. did we function before reservations? I mean, I get that there's perks to having them and I get that they know how many people are coming mm-hmm. in. How did they function before? I don't know. Because, I, I mean, it was never even a thing ever. No. And it would hit capacity very rarely. Right. right? Like just on the big holidays. So Sometimes I you'd get turned away. but It's one of those things that, like, you think about it now and you think about the benefits of it, but how did they function before? Can yeah. we go back to that? Yeah. Would it be the same or would it be different? I My sister-in-law is headed to Walt Disney World next month, and I've been kind of helping her get things figured out and made sure that she's set for everything. And so I helped her get her tickets added to her My Disney Experience. I helped her secure all of her reservations and helped her kind of plan her park days. And then they are taking my niece, which she wasn't going to go initially. She's not their kid. She's her niece as well. And she's joining them now. And so I was talking to her just last week and I said, you know, now that you've got Myla, you've met Myla. Mm -hmm. She's been on the podcast Mm -hmm. before. But now that you've got Myla coming, I said, you went in and added her reservations, right? And she's like, yeah, I think I got everything added. And I said, let me check real quick. And I went in and she had no sure reservations. Enough. And so I still think that there are people out there who are going to mess with up. It. Yeah. 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 I just think that it's almost more of a benefit to Disney Correct. than it is to us, although we benefit from them benefiting, right? Because if they're more prepared. But have you felt it, that? That they're more prepared? Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. I think that they learned some things. During the pandemic that they're going to probably be carrying over. For sure. Like, like a lot of businesses did, right? right? Like there are a lot of things that have stuck around that were helpful. I don't know. I, I just don't know. think, and like, yes, we have to plan to go down so it's not a huge skin off our teeth. But beforehand, it was nice to just go and not right. have to know what park you wanted to go to. Right. Wake up in the morning. What do I feel like riding? Let's go to Disneyland, you know? And yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I, they're fine. Right. And they seem to be getting a little more lax with Magic Key Holders reservations-wise, right? right? Like, they don't have to have a reservation after, after a certain s- time. Yeah, and I don't remember what that Two is maybe? now. But I don't remember either. 
Um, there is a certain theme park nanny that I follow, uh-huh. and she has had a hard time syncing up her reservations sometimes to her clients. So she goes to, you know, be the nanny in the park for them, and sometimes she has to just wait. They have to wait until 11 for her right. to be able to come nanny because she can't get a reservation at the park they're starting at. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what the solution is. I don't run the company, so. I know. know. I'm curious. I always think about things like this, and I'm curious behind the scenes. And I'm curious, too, how much a scarcity mentality plays into it. Sure. You know, knowing that you have to have reservations, is that increasing? Maybe that's part of the reason they keep it in, because attendance is up. Yeah. Because people feel that scarcity. They need to make the reservation. I don't know. Maybe. And we'll see how it goes when Disney World starts not having reservations anymore in 2024. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a good thing. We'll Sorry, see. I didn't mean to spend so much time on that. I'm no. just kind of, it's just a thought. I mean, it's a curious thing to me. Well, and it's a big deal, reservations. It's, we <laughs> we were just guests on a podcast last night, which we'll tease that a little bit yeah. at the end. But we were talking about, you know, why we started the podcast was because people were not prepared right. for the parks to open back up and all of the planning that it was going to take. And reservations right. were a huge part of that. Huge. There were people showing up. Without reservations and not able to get in. So. Which is sad. It is really sad. So that, we'll keep you posted as yes. we hear more. But as of right now, yeah, that's, mean, that's what's that's, happening. That's live. You can modify your park reservations now. So Yay. once you've made your reservations. And I see a lot of questions on forums, too, about you know, when you go in and buy your tickets and pick a date, that's your reservation. And right. a lot of people will go and try to make a reservation after that, and it's blocked for them. Right. And they don't realize they just already have a reservation. And so if this is you, mm-hmm. if you have recently bought tickets and you're not sure if you have reservations made, if you're not sure if you chose your dates as you were buying your tickets, we've talked a lot about the app before. And if you go into the Disneyland app at the bottom of the screen, you'll have the little three-line hamburger menu in the bottom right-hand corner. Click that, and there is a box on that page that says Future Plans, and you're able to go in there and see any reservations, so dining reservations you may have made, um, like dessert party, parade packages, anything like that, and you're also able to see your park reservations there to double-check and verify that you're good to go. Yep. Even your, like, Savvy's workshop lightsaber reservations will show up there and all that. All right. Disneyland Forward. (laughs) Forward, It's moving forward. Forward it goes. They recently pitched to local business leaders, so Orange County business leaders and basically the—what's uh, the president of Disneyland? Ken Pot, Potrock. Potrock. Ken said to these local business leaders, basically, if our ship rises, so does yours. Mm-hmm. And so we would love for you to get on board with, you know, any penny that is spent on improving Disneyland is helpful for the area. Correct. Is, was his pitch. And I think so. that— I think that locals know that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a hard sell. I think that most of the people in Southern California know that Disneyland is a big drive for their business and their tourism. Yep. So Um, you post on Disneyland Forward. It's a multi-decade project, so it's not going to be finished anytime soon. Along the same lines of their, like, town halls that they've been having at city parks, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. We should go. We should go to one of those and just listen in. I would love to. Yes. They're little, yeah, it looks like an art in the park kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> they have things on easels and you yeah. walk around. And, yeah. Anyway, I want to do that. That we would should, be fun. We should see if we can find a schedule and plan a trip. We're okay. trying to figure out some trip time. <gasps> it's getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. Imagineering is not moving to Florida. Interesting news. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's exciting. There are some people that 
are saying they want to stay in Florida that have already been moved there. Did you have you seen that news? Well, and that doesn't surprise me just because cost of living is the cost of living, but also you've moved your entire life across the country. I'm sure these people have children and, you know, families that they've uprooted and Mm. rerooted. And then to pick them up and move them back would be real challenging. What do you do? I don't know. But I mean, if you follow the news at all, you know that Florida and Disney are kind of in a battle right now. So Mm -hmm. Florida and by Florida, I mean Florida government. So So without going too much into that. It's not surprising that they've pulled out of doing this. Mm -hmm. I I don't blame them. Right. Um, They're going to stay in California, which is a lot more. I wish they hadn't moved so many people. Right. Already. Right. Because that's just a pain. But I don't know. I'm I'm happy with this. I think it's a good thing. I do too. I like keeping the imagineering on our side, but me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't really. I don't know that it matters that much. Probably in not. the long run. Well, yes and no. When when they announced it, one of the things that uh, Josh Demaro made a f- point of mentioning is over the next several years we plan on investing this many billion dollars yeah. into this division of our company, and it was kind of this thought of hey, Florida. We're not investing that in your yeah. state any longer. We're going to keep it here and we're going to invest it here. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard and it sucks, but. Yeah. Downtown Disney is slated to be finished by the end of 2024. Woohoo! We need applause, right? Yeah. Well, and I always think that that seems so far away. It does, but it won't. It won't It's be. 18 months away from now. And it's, you know, it'll be good. Portos is moving in. People are super excited about that. Din Tai Fung, which I'm so excited about. Earl of Sandwich will get a permanent location. Do you think so? It, yeah. Does it say yeah, that? It does. Oh, yeah. okay. It's good. been announced. Oh, good. They will get, it's, like, and it's wait. not where it is currently. It'll have a new permanent location. Because that's where Portos is going. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Lot, lots of good things coming. The new, a new Mexican, what's the Mexican place called? Yes, Paseo. Paseo and Centrico. Yeah. Yep. That's there it. it is. So not Citrico, but Centrico. Centrico. Okay. I would like them to, again, we've mentioned this before, dear Disney, let's mm-hmm. bring in a Coke or an M&M or something down at the ESPN zone. Yes, please. Because I think all of those would do really well. How great would it be to have a Coca-Cola store there and be able to go and taste the Beverly? Because everyone is always wanting to do that when they go to Epcot. Yeah. That I would be, be so awesome. fun. Yeah. I would love a Coke store. I like those. And I would too. There's been some chatter about Tortilla Joe's closing. Have you seen this? I have. So it's not, there's no official word, right? I don't think I haven't so. haven't heard, but they are assuming because Paseo and Centrico is moving in, that Maybe. Tortilla Joe's will close. I feel like it's two different demographics, right? right? Like Paseo and Centrico is a super fancy Upscale. sit down. Yes. And whereas Tortilla, Tortilla Joe's is more is, casual. Yes. So. And there's the, t- the easy takeaway quick serve mm-hmm. counter. I don't know. Yeah, I'm interesting. curious to see. Yeah, and I don't, with that timeline, end of 2024, it would be a while before Tortilla Joe's closes. But I actually have not looked at a map of where everything is going. I kind of have an idea of where some stuff, well, like Porto's, we know where that's going. Is there a map that shows where things will be? I don't know. Maybe not. But demolition is well underway. It's a big dirt pile. Yeah. Which has been a dirt pile for a little while. Yeah, especially where Earl of Sandwich used to be. That got demolished a long time ago. Right. Oh, oh, I've seen concept art for like Din Tai Fung, which mm-hmm. have you ever been to Din Tai Fung? Uh-uh. I've heard good things about it, though. Me too. Well, we should go. <laughs> yes. That should be part At the of the end our... of 2024. <laughs> no, before then, we should go to the oh, one at like not South at downtown... Coast Plaza. Gotcha. Not at Downtown Disney. Correct. Gotcha. So we should go try it so we can report back That's and be right. excited about it. And we should find a Bordeaux as well. Yeah, we should. <gasps> that can be part of our trip. Well, let's do that. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm in. 
Peter Pan is finally having a reopening date on June 30th. June 30th. So it'll be down almost the whole month then, right? It's June yes. 6th through the 30th, I Which think. Which means is the it's dates. still going to be a rough landing. <laughs> and <laughs> you still may get stuck in line when it breaks down. Right. But it's, that's okay. No big changes coming to Peter Pan. That is part of the experience. Right. It's part of the nostalgia. Uh-huh. It runs like it's still 1955. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you may hear noises that make you think you're going to fall out of the boat, but it's fine. <laughs> or like the braking when you go right. down the hill. <laughs> Anyone who knows, knows. Aww, but it's so cute. It is really and cute. super classic. And as soon as Peter Pan goes down on July 5th, so following the 4th of July weekend, Dumbo is closing. And mm-hmm. it's just apparently, no, not July, July 3rd, not July 5th, July 3rd, mm-hmm. Monday. That's right. But it's just for the day? Two days, right? Because no. it opens the 5th? It opens the 4th. Oh, okay. So, no, it just is showing closed one day. So just one Dumbo needs his trunk repainted. I guess. Is what I'm guessing. Or I'm curious <laughs> to see if they change that. Like if there's a mistake in it. Because oh. it only goes out to the 4th right oh, now. Oh, yeah. So I'm curious to see if it adds on at some yeah. point. But as of right now, it's just the 3rd. And we are on Treehouse Watch still. Still no opening date for the Treehouse. It's getting closer and the closer and closer more to More scrim comes down yeah. every day, but... And it's, it's so cute. Still no opening day. Yep, very cute. Yes. All right, they've announced a Steamboat Willie splash pad will be going in at the villas at the new DVC Tower for the Disneyland Hotel. It and looks that will really be just cute. for guests. Okay, so according to the Disney Parks blog, it says beginning on September 28th, so that's, oh, that's coming my right up. Weekend. Yeah. Guests staying at this exciting new Disney Vacation Club property will have the opportunity to bask in the California sun in the brand new Palette Pool area, an inviting oasis designed for relaxation and play. So it sounds like just for people staying at that tower, I don't know how they will block it off. I'm guessing there will be gates in place, but it's really cute. It's black and white, so it's very Steamboat Willie with colorful really things cute. around it. It is really cute, and mm-hmm. that'll be good for the little babies, too, because yeah. isn't black and white like their thing? Sure. When they're little baby babies that, crawling around. Do you have, around. like, a child development degree? Yes. Don't you know? <laughs> I didn't. I learned a new thing about you today. <laughs> but anyways, it's cute. That'll be fun. Yes, I'm not staying there. It's- I know. I would like to know from our listeners who has reservations to stay at these villas when they open. And we hear about it. And are you... Are you purchasing DVC? I know of at least some people that are listening probably that are. But tell us all the things. Yeah, we want to hear. Phantasmic closed until September. Well, yeah, at least until Labor Day, it says at least until Labor Day. And they're going to be reimagining it. Which that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I'm curious to see what that means. But hard to have it closed over the summer. Right. And they have a B team. I don't understand why they're not just throwing up the B team. Right. Blow, blow up that dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Let her fly. Or even don't even have the dragon. Well, I guess you have to, right? That's yeah. a big part of the show. But like, I don't know. Have they restarted the fire effects at World of Color yet? I do not think so. Because they did. A Festival of Fantasy Dragon is breathing fire again at Disney World. She is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe. So I, I just know. I was curious. Because I that element of World of Color is one of my favorites. Right. I hate that they had to take that out. Right. Because it's kind of chilly with the mist. And then all of a sudden yeah. you get warm for a second. Yes. <laughs> well, I just think it adds to the effect I of agree. it. It's really cool. I don't know. I don't know either, but... It makes me a little bit sad for Fantasmic. I'm excited to see what they do with it for sure. But for people that have trips planned this summer and wanted to see Fantasmic, that's hard. 
Um, Disney is not canceling, not automatically canceling dining reservations if you have a Fantasmic package booked. You have the option to go in and cancel it yourself, or you can keep it and order off the regular menu. If you have a Blue Bayou Fantasmic package booked, you can still keep your dining time, but you would just go there and order off the regular menu. So it would so just not be gonna... a Blue Bayou reservation, exactly. Basically. Yeah, which so, I guess is nice. Yeah, I think it just converts over to regular reservation for people who are excited. In fact, I've seen some people who were like, "We wanted to go to Blue Bayou. We added this on mm-hmm. to have it, and now what?" So that's actually really good. Yeah, I, I think like so, that. too. Because initially there were reports that they were just going to automatically cancel everybody's Fantasmic packages. But the official word is not canceling them. Cool. You can go. You can absolutely cancel it And is that specifically for, like, Blue Bayou and Riverbell? Or does that include Hungry Bear? Well, you don't need a reservation for Hungry Bear. So I'm assuming— You do reserve your dining package I know, for that. I know. But I'm saying, like, if you just were going to order off the regular menu, yeah. you wouldn't need a reservation. So I wonder if they will automatically cancel those. I don't know. We'll have to look. We'll have to look. Look into that. All right. And then the big news out of Florida. Oh, this one. <laughs> who didn't see this coming? Raise your hand if you didn't see this coming. Because I feel like this was obvious from the get-go. Yeah. So Galactic Star Cruiser will be making its final voyage on September 28th. And as of right now, new bookings are paused. So it's still not full over the summer. But new bookings are paused until May 26th while they move guests that are booked after September 30th to forward yes to closer dates so starting on May 26th it's going to be a madhouse I think I think a lot of people are going to people that were thinking you know I want to do this in the next couple years or whatever are going to try to book so if you are interested in that you're listening to this podcast on Friday go do it now or contact your travel planner to do it for you to wait on hold for eight hours or however long it's going to take to get through on Friday. It's such a niche experience yeah. that, you know, applies to a very distinct group of people at such a premium cost. Yeah. Yep. I'm taking a picture of you because you look like Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> with your ears. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I look I like over, it. <laughs> my bun ears. I might have to share it. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> Anyways, um, according to Bob. <laughs> Which one? The good Bob. The sweater Bob? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweater Bob. Sweater Bob, better Bob. It's a tax write-off for them. So $300 million tax write-off closing it because it is a, a loss for them at this point. Right. It's a business loss. So that's, I think that's part of the motivation for closing it. And also they just weren't filling it. Right. Um, again, I'm not shocked at all by this. No. In fact, when they opened it, I just thought it's, it's, it's a once in a lifetime experience for a very distinct demographic. Right. And so once you've worked your way through and not everybody in that demographic can afford it. Right. And so once you've in worked fact, most your people way, cannot. Right. <laughs> For there's no, I mean, there's what, an afternoon in Galaxy's Edge. Right. But it doesn't include park tickets. It's a three night, two night. Two nights, three days. For $5,000? Is it? Something like that. I don't remember the exact price. It's a lot. It's expensive. It is. And it's, I mean, it's LARPing. Yes. Right? It's live action role playing. Yes. You're immersed. And I've heard, I have a patient whose mother went Mm -hmm. and I've talked to her about Mm -hmm. it. And she loved it. In fact, they were planning on going in January. So they're a little sad. But she said it was really one of the coolest things she's ever done. I'm and sure. so I've heard that from a lot of people. I mean, if you're going to pay that much money, it better be pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. So 
super cool experience. Yeah. Sad to see it go. Wish it was more attainable. Right. And I there's a lot of speculation out there. I assume that they will not leave it vacant for long. It's right. not just going to sit there. Um, they could either turn it into a deluxe hotel experience or just modify the way that they offered the and, and maybe rename it. I don't know. Right. So I don't either. It's small. So... I feel I like it's a hundred rooms, rooms yeah. is what I've heard also. Yes. So I feel like it wouldn't be great as a hotel option, like sure. just a hotel. Yeah. It's, it would book real quickly. Um, which is okay. Which maybe would be fine. Yeah. And it, you know, it has, uh, it's right next to Galaxy's Edge. So it would still appeal to those, those huge fans, Star Wars fans. Right? right. And I've heard too that like, the entertainment on there is amazing. And mm-hmm. so, like, character meals would be amazing in mm-hmm. there at their restaurant yeah. with the blue shrimp. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, Gaia? like, a... Is that what her name is? Who? Gaia. I think oh, it's Gaia, like the, the singer. Mm-hmm. That, it, you know, I saw someone who's like, I would pay big money to go have a meal there and have her yeah. be the entertainment yeah. for the meal. That would be awesome. Yeah. And maybe, like, a Jedi training academy type experience right? that you could book there that's similar to and what they do now. And have it be, like, now. an extension of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I really don't think they're just going to let it sit there and be a building that they built for nothing. Right. Or bulldoze it. (laughs) No. (laughs) That makes me sad. I know. Speaking of tax write-offs, have you heard about the Disney Plus tax write-offs? Yes. The exodus of shows that are leaving Disney Plus. So many. Some of my favorites. Yeah. Like, we love The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Yes. And it's going to be gone. That will be gone. Willow, the series, will be gone. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I saw that I was interested in. Oh, the list is pretty extensive. Yeah. Things will be sad about. How does that affect? I don't know. I don't know any of this, but like royalties, does that just put an end to royalties for the for the people who created and developed those shows? I have as well? no idea. I have no idea. But um, Disney Plus and Hulu are also merging, starting next year. I think it is. I don't remember what the timeline is for it. So there will be one app that you access everything from oh, Hulu and Disney Plus. So interesting. I wonder if those things will come back eventually. Right? They're removing them for now, but. They're still I mean, part of the, that the happens, library, right? Right. That happens on all the streaming platforms. They will have things that come and go. So maybe that's what it will be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how those tax write-offs work, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want right. to dive into that. Because <laughs> it makes me sad to think that we won't ever see those again. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for news, though. So a little teaser. We were our guests on a podcast last night. Yes. One of our favorites. The Diz List. The Diz List. And we, they will publish that episode next Wednesday. Yes. So if you're listening to this today, Friday, the day this episode comes out, Wednesday coming yeah. up. Yep. It'll. And we will, we'll post about it on Instagram and Facebook. So yeah. you can make sure you go listen because it was a fun episode. We had a lot of fun. It was they a fun episode. Guys. They were on with us a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and this was us joining them on their podcast. And, and then we'll probably have them back on soonish. So because we, we can need talk to have about, a part B. Yes, because we sung the praises of Disney World. And now we need to talk about what Disneyland does better than Disney World. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's more than five items <laughs> per person. Yes, yes. But we'll, we'll do it soon. But anyway, if you haven't listened to the Diz List, head over there, listen to them. Rob and Nick are awesome. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun to join forces with them mm-hmm. twice now. And we got to meet his cute bulldog. What was her name? Georgie? Georgie. Georgie. Georgie and she Frankie, adorable. I think, would be friends. I think so, too. Yeah. We, we should get them together for a puppy plan a play date. date. Somewhere in Nebraska. <laughs> yes. In the midsection. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Our podcast is brought to you by Mouse World Travel. Imagine going on the most stress-free, well-planned Disney vacation of your life. Now imagine you didn't pay anything extra for that personalized service. That's what you'll get when you use an authorized travel planner from Mouse World Travel to book your next Disney vacation. From resorts to cruises and everything in between, they are here to help you get the most out of your next family trip. Just go to mouseworldtravel.com, fill out a short request form, and make sure you mention our code ROPEDROP so they know that we sent you. All right. We're starting our top tens. Top 10, top 10. Top 10, top 10. And thank you for all of your suggestions, too. We'll definitely be using some of them. We're going to throw down on some of those. Uh, Today, top 10 reasons to go to Disneyland without kids. (laughs) I can think of 100 reasons to go. No, just kidding. I love my children. It actually actually took me a minute to get to 10. Did it? Yeah. It did for me, too. Yeah. We but were kind of scrambling this all, morning. They're all good ones. Yeah. Okay. All right. And mine are in no particular order. Mine either. Okay. And so. we'll probably have some crossover too. We did not compare lists before we started, so that's right. We're doing we this do it Dizlist style. Dizlist style. Okay. And just we're prepping you for next Wednesday's guest episode. Yes. <laughs> with the Dizlist. And let's talk about this really quick before we dive into it. I see a lot of people again on forums. And when I read through things that are like, oh, I'm thinking about going with my kids, but the mom guilt and I feel it, you'll feel it for a minute Mm -hmm. and then you won't anymore. And it actually makes you like super excited for when you get to take them back. Like you're experiencing things and you're like, oh, like I really wish so-and-so was here with me to do this. And then you can plan to do that on your next trip. Right. And that is one of the things that we'll talk about, at least on my list. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, I miss my kids when Mm -hmm. I'm there without them. And I don't, it's not mom guilt exactly. No. But it's just such a different experience. Right. And And I think for us, well, I had done a couple of kid-free trips before we started our podcast. But for us, our our trips are more like work trips. We just take a lot of pictures and videos. And we definitely enjoy ourselves while we're there. It's not drudgery by any means, but... And it's, I had it's taken, a little bit different than just a, a fun kid-free trip, right? I took one kid-free trip before we started this, mm-hmm. and I'll touch on that in just a minute when we're talking about our list. But it was it, they're just different. Mm-hmm. They're just different. So if you are—my point in saying this, if you're considering going without your children and you feel weird because it's Disneyland and it's a kid place, mm-hmm. put that aside and right. do it because yep. it's worth it. It's totally fun. Yeah. Lots of people do it. Lots of people do it, and we'll talk about why. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to go and first? And this, this list isn't for people that don't have kids, right? Like, this is for people that have kids. Yeah, that's that, probably true. Yeah. And the people who don't have kids, if you're listening, are probably going to be like, hey, hey. Right. <laughs> like, that's just what life is like for me. Yes. The childless millennials. <laughs> <laughs> the lucky. I love my kids, but, man, I can see the beauty in not yes. having children sometimes. <laughs> my, Asher says to me the other day, I was saying something about how hard it is to be a parent when something comes up and he's like, why did you even have kids? And I said, it's the age old question, right? I love my kids. He's like, all you ever do is complain about us. And I said, (laughs) I do not. But I can see how life is easier if you don't have three little people you have to take care of. Yes. 
we sort of teased this last week when we said we were going to do this top 10 this week. I actually asked Jack, <laughs> thinking that he'd be right. mad about it, and he helped me with a couple of them. So. Which, thanks, Jack. Yeah. My kids were like, you don't. You don't take kids with, <laughs> or you don't take trips without your kids. <laughs> All right. Kay. Here's my number number one. Again, these are in no particular order, but my first one is you don't have to deal with as much whining. I have that on here, too. <laughs> Although, sometimes, Katie... I feel like we get a little whiny. We can <laughs> like by the end. We're like, by the end of the day. I just need to sit. Yes. Can we go to the Grand Californian and take a nap? <laughs> <laughs> but we're usually on the same whiny wavelength. Right. Right. We get whiny at the same time. So Right. And kids tend we to be up. whiny about different things. And right. Buy me this. Yes. And, and we as adults hopefully aren't having full blown meltdowns in the park. <laughs> Tantrums. I've seen some. There have been some, yes. Not with us. But you and I know. Right. So we're. It's it's nice to not have to deal with that anymore. We are capable of being adults. Yes. Although our kids kids are older, so they're not throwing tantrums anymore either, but. I don't know. I'm trying to think. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm capable of still throwing a tantrum. Sure. But. Maybe not in public. Not as much whining. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. And, you know, I think that kind of translates into some of the other things on my list. So I'm going to say, too, segueing into the next thing is I don't have to ride rides if I don't want to. Yes. And we spend a lot of time when we go, just the two of us, Mm -hmm. bench sitting, holding down Mm -hmm. the benches and people watching. Yes. That's on my list. People watching and doing whatever you want are two things on my list. And, you know, it's a different experience Mm -hmm. when you're not running from ride to ride. With, With kids, that's kind of the focus, right? Yeah. And, it, and that's fun, too. Totally. But it can be exhausting, and so it's kind of nice to just have a relaxing day at Disney, too. Grab yourself, a, for me, mm-hmm. gra- ooh, this was a controversial thing on our Facebook page this week. Oh, yeah. Somebody tried the rose, red, the, hold on. Raspberry rose Mickey macaron. That's the one. <laughs> and I've been practicing. Good job. <laughs> so that you can order it really quickly. Yes. Uh, somebody tried it, and they didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And then there were some comments underneath where it was kind of a back and forth yeah. of the lovers and the lo- non-lovers. But for me, grab a pretzel, a cream cheese pretzel and a raspberry Coke and mm-hmm. just go sit at the hub mm-hmm. and watch people and not have someone sitting next to me saying, Mom, let's go ride Space Mountain. Right. Yep. And you can watch the horse be belligerent <laughs> and not want to do its have job pulling the that? cart. I think so. I think, I think we, we did in our about trip it. report. Did we share the video? I'm not sure. I took some video. I might have to share that. I don't remember his name now, but that poor little horse was not wanting to do his job that day. He was over it. And it was like 830 in the morning. (laughs) Is his name Otis? Maybe. (laughs) He was done. Yes. He was not Uh, feeling it that day. It was great. But it's good to know that they they don't mistreat the animals. If they don't want to work, they just they keep trying, but they don't force them to do what they don't want to do. Yeah, let's retouch this. So we were there one time sitting, eating bagel, spilling our marinara sauce Mm -hmm. all over the hub, eating our bagel twists from Maurice's, which which are are no no longer longer a thing. I know. Isn't that crazy? We didn't share that in our news. No more churro gears, no more... Oh, that's really sad. Makes me sad. So we were sitting and enjoying, and the horse-drawn carriage was, or horse-drawn trolley, was mm-hmm. right in front of us, and they were going to be headed back down Main Street, and we'll call him Otis. Mm-hmm. Otis wasn't wanting to do it at all, mm-hmm. and they would ring the bell, which we learned a little bit. That's obviously their training mm-hmm. module, but they would ring the bell, and she'd tell him to go, and he was like, no, and. <laughs> 
sweet little Otis. It was like five minutes uh-huh. of her trying to get yep. him to start moving. And there are people on this trolley. It's not like yep. it's just going back to go in the storage shed. I was shed. shocked how many people, like, nobody got off. Yeah. Everyone was real patient yeah. and just hung. They did not want to walk down Main Street. They wanted <laughs> it's to a ride long the walk. trolley down Main Street. <laughs> and they sat there, and she kept trying to get him to go, and she was mm-hmm. clicking, and she was telling him, Otis, go, whatever his name is, and ringing her bell, and mm-hmm. he was kind of just... Yeah, he'd tap his front paws side to side a little bit, and then he'd stop, and then he and there was no movement. He was <laughs> just not, and so finally he started going, mm-hmm. and then he was put away for the day or yeah. for a little while because yeah, I'm sure he got to take a break. We saw another horse come out, but these are the moments that you can catch yes. when you're not rushing from ride yes. to ride. <laughs> I would never have caught that with three kids. Yes, we wouldn't have been sitting there doing that. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, no dealing with rider swap. Which a lot of people enjoy rider swap because you get to ride more than once on right. a ride. I always thought it was a huge hassle, like trying to decide who was going to go twice. And I think it's nice to be able to do single rider lines and no rider swap. I think that I never used rider swap. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have, I'm trying to, I don't know that I have any experience using it. Hmm. I think that when we went with our friends uh, in 2021, they, they used it on Indiana Jones because mm-hmm. they had one little guy who wasn't big enough. But as our family was all big enough, so we were able to do everything. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had kids that were too short to ride anything. But And I think back when my kids were small enough, we just didn't ride the rides mm. that they couldn't ride. We just did what they wanted to do, and that was kind of our focus, I yeah. guess. I don't know. I don't know that we've ever done Or we just have split up and done whatever. Right, and half and half. Dustin's usually pretty okay with, I don't need to ride it. I'll just go do something else, mm-hmm. and I'll take whoever wants to go on whatever. I have single rider lines on there, too. Once your kid is seven or older, mm-hmm. you can utilize single rider lines. And obviously, if it's an adults-only trip. And they've it's brought much. back the Space Mountain single rider line, right. which is great. So what are they? Space Mountain, Splash Mountain for two, another week. Yep. Sad. I know. Um, Matterhorn. Matterhorn. Radiator Springs Racers, which is my favorite one. Yes. Smugglers Run. Smugglers Run. Rider. Uh, Web Goof- Slingers. Web Slingers. Goofy Sky School. Goofy Sky School. Incredicoaster. Uh, I have heard uh, Disney Planner Babe, Ashley, just went down last week. And I don't know. I've never heard this until she said this. And I'm kind of curious. We should deep dive a little bit more. But she said that occasionally they'll offer one at Soren. And I've never heard that. I've seen them before where they are yelling up the ramp looking for, for a, a single, single rider. rider. I think I did see that, that they actually have an actual single rider line at Soren. And I really? wonder if they're just testing it out for a little while and not Maybe. making any official announcements. I feel like it would be pretty easy for them to do. Send yeah. them down the center, you yeah. know, with the fast pass people and mm-hmm. just say, I'm a single rider and send them down the other side. Right. So Very they can easily. pull from that line right. when they need singles instead of pulling from the middle of the other line. Or walking up the ramp and right. yelling and looking for somebody, which is what it always <laughs> looks like when I'm there. <laughs> All right. What else do you have on your list? Um, I have the flexibility of sleeping in or rope dropping. Oh, yes. So we have kind of a mix in our family. We have Asher, who wants to go, go, go. And actually, all of my kids are this way now. But in the beginning, he doesn't want to stop at mm-hmm. all. He wants to get up. He wants to go. And he wants to go until he drops. And that's my Jack. Yes. Yep. But then there's, I have a teenager also who probably would be like, just another hour. Mm -hmm. She's not that way now. But, you know, in the past or me even, where you want to sleep in or you're tired and not having the kids there to dictate when you leave Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. amazing. 
And along those lines, one of mine is you only have to get yourself ready in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of having to And herd, you didn't even have cattle. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We had to do hair uh-huh. before we went. But even, you know, having boys that are teenagers, they like to take long showers. So. Which, which I don't understand because <laughs> they don't look like they showered. So when you're all sharing one bathroom, it's rough. Yeah. Getting ready in the morning. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's that's a good mm-hmm. one. That's a good one. And yeah, and you and I are opposites. Yeah. And so when we travel together, I shower at night. Katie showers in the morning. Nope. That works real well. We don't well. have to share the shower at all. Nope. She <laughs> sleeps while I'm showering in the evening. Uh-huh. I sleep while she's showering in the morning. It's great. <laughs> Forget our kids, Katie. We're I just know. always going to go together. Yep. <laughs> Um, And then I have, um, I think it's really fun to bring them home a fun surprise from the park. Oh, yeah. When I come home. Yeah. What's your favorite favorite thing to bring home? Um, So I have one kid that really loves those cherry sour balls, the goofy cherry sour balls. Who is it? It's Hayden. Okay. Yes. Jack loves a good shoulder pet. If I can find him a new shoulder pet, that's my favorite thing to bring home for him. And then Noah... Loves the sourdough bread. Uh huh. So my or, kids are big or fans a big pretzel. That. Yep. So yep. either one of those I will bring home for him. Yep. My kids are a big fan of the sourdough. I think mm-hmm. I got one with you one time yeah. and brought it home, and they're like, "This is amazing." Yeah. So that's a kind of a, a fun souvenir. And to it's bring an home. inexpensive souvenir, and mm-hmm. it feeds the whole family. Yeah. So and, that's a great. And then one. you don't have another thing to put on your shelf. Right. And it's Mickey in your tummies. <laughs> yes, and it's Mickey shaped, yes. which makes it taste really, really good. And they have different fun shapes at holiday time too. So they'll have like a. Vampire Mickey at Halloween time, yes. and I'm trying. We had a stormtrooper one time. I've seen Groot with yes. the olive eyes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, I like it. Like that sourdough That's a really bread. good one, and I like that too. That's fun to find mm-hmm. something you think of your kids, even though they're not with you. You're yeah. constantly thinking of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's just jump straight to the chase. It's cheaper. <laughs> yes. It's so much cheaper. It's a good one. It's so much cheaper to go with a friend. Split a hotel room. Uh-huh. Only feed yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to eat, don't eat. If you do want to eat, you can splurge sometimes because mm-hmm. it's just you. Yep. You don't have to worry about grumpy kids that haven't eaten. Right. Right. And I mean, we did, when I went with my friend Brandy last year, we did the dessert party. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I would take my entire family to do. Right. That's one of my numbers, actually, is being able to eat at fancy places yeah. that you wouldn't otherwise splurge on. Right. Yeah. Because what is it, eighty nine dollars for the dessert party? I can I can swing eighty nine dollars for myself, but, but eighty nine times five times five is four hundred and fifty mm-hmm. bucks mm-hmm. for us to sit for an hour and watch a show, and that's just not happening, right? So I think that's a huge perk, huge perk, and yep. it makes it so that we are able to. It's one of the ways people ask how we go so frequently. We go alone. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't take our kids. We don't take our whole family yeah. every time. Which <laughs> much sure to their chagrin, they but love, right? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, can it's for work. My oldest has her first job this summer, Mm -hmm. and she really, really wants to go to Disneyland. And one of the things that she's wanting to save her money for is a trip to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I will take you, but you are of the age now, and you have a job. You can buy your own ticket, and you can buy your own plane ticket. Mm -hmm. I'll pay for the hotel. And Has she worked out how many hours that is worth of work? Um, That's a lesson that that kids have to learn, right? The time, so, the time trade value right. of money. So we went to Costco the other day, and she's like, Mom, can we get this? And I said, uh, do you—and it was something—I don't even remember what it was, but it was something we didn't need, and it was—and I said, well, I don't know. I said, do you know that you'd have to work four and a half hours to buy that mm-hmm. for whatever it was? And she was like, oh. And I said, is it worth four and a half hours of work for yeah. you to have? And she was like— it was probably a churro oh, at the food court, right? Probably, right. <laughs> For four and a half hours. But she decided no, and I was like, okay, so I know it's easy to spend my money, but when you're thinking of it that way, yeah. you know, 
And so, yes, we've started doing that. It's a good hard lesson. I love it. It's my favorite (laughs) lesson so far. All right. I also have that you only have to carry what you need around the parks. Right. Instead of everybody's sweatshirts and everybody's water bottle. Right. Yeah. I was sad the day that we didn't need a stroller anymore because it was like our own little personal shopping cart. For sure. Full of crap. Right. But But it is kind of freeing to not have a stroller, to be honest. It is. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. And not manage everybody's. We mm-hmm. lose bags. Mm-hmm. We lose sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. Everybody always leaves something on a bench somewhere. Yep. Yeah. I think every trip we leave mm-hmm. something somewhere. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. This is going to be the throwback to that trip I was talking about before we started going together. Back in 2019, I think I went. I went to Orange County for a work trip, and then I spent some time at Disneyland. Um, quiet. It's... Very, and you and I even have this mm-hmm. sometimes, like there's not constant talk. Yes, it's different when there's noise all around you for sure, but right. it's not right up in your space when, right. like it is when you're traveling with your family. There's not constant barrage of questions. Mm-hmm. Of and bickering. Bickering, yeah, bickering. <laughs> but like I remember thinking this when I was there. I went one of the evenings after I got off work and I walked up to, you know, when you have to tell them how many people are in your party. And I walked up, I think it was Pirates of the Caribbean or something, and she asked me how many, and I said one, and my voice cracked because I hadn't talked for so long. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say because you were so sad No, to be alone. No, no, it's because I hadn't said anything. Gotcha. I had been That's walking really around. Funny. I know. I had been walking around the park. I think I rode the train, uh-huh. and I had done all these things, but I hadn't said a single word in probably two hours uh-huh. to anybody. Yeah. And my voice cracked because I hadn't used it in so long. <laughs> and I, it was weird, and it obviously made an impression, but I thought, oh, it's just so quiet, yeah. and I can just do what I want without having to explain it to anybody, without having to constantly be like, are we all here? Is everybody here? Yeah. Turn around and count. Right. You know, all of that bit. It's just kind be of the peaceful. mama duck. Yep. Yes. It's nice to not have to be the mama duck every once in a it while. Is. And then I have um, not having to worry about lost children, which kind of goes along with what you're saying, making right. sure that you count everybody all the time and, you know, one parent in the front, one bringing up the rear. Yes. Yeah. Having that constant low-level panic mm-hmm. of, of, yeah, yeah, no, no backpacks, <laughs> no leashes. <laughs> right. Did you ever use a leash? We never did. No. We never did either. No. Okay. Not that there's anything against no. it. No. But we never You do did. what you got to do. I figure if you're going to lose a kid, Disneyland's probably the best place to do it. Absolutely. I mean, I think we have a whole episode about this, but just make sure that you and your child are prepared for what to do when you get separated. Have you ever lost a kid? Mm-hmm. Who'd you lose? Jack. Of course. <laughs> Where? What happened? It was at Christmas time, this last trip that we took. So yeah, a year and a half this. ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, just in Galaxy's Edge, we walked out of a shop and he didn't follow us. And we didn't realize it till we'd gotten to another place, so... But, it, I mean, five minutes, and he knew what to do. He went and found a cast member and stood by them until we came back that direction and found him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever lost one in Disneyland. I've lost one here before at the mm-hmm. mall. But we always, and this is something we've talked about before on the podcast, if you are headed to Disneyland and your kids are of the age where they know your phone number, make sure they know your area code mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Because that's helpful. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't, I it's, Disneyland's a great place to lose kids. Yeah. But you just have to be prepared for what's—yeah. Make sure your kid is prepared yeah. for what the procedure is. And, I mean, if it's a little kid, lose them and then go ride Space Mountain really quick before you find yeah, them. Yeah, and then be like, oh, I've been looking I'm all over so- for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're going through the pictures later, they're like, wait, we didn't do that. Oh, uh, nothing? <laughs> that was after you went to bed. 
Okay, so that's a good segue to rides you wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could convince my kids to do the canoes. Oh, sure. I can barely convince myself to do the canoes. <laughs> But for science, yeah, I was willing to we'll try do anything it. for science, right? <laughs> so there are rides that I enjoy that mm-hmm. my kids do not, right? Like the train. I mean, like my kids enjoy the train right. for sure, but they wouldn't want to ride it around four times like I would, <laughs> right? With our with our beignets, yes. our mint julep, yes. just perched. <laughs> I know, and so yes, there's some that you know. I would hear opinions about mm-hmm. if I it's a small world. I think that my kids could skip it. Mm-hmm. I have to ride it every yeah. trip. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like being able to do the ones that we wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that exhausted my list. Oh, we went through it real fast. I know. I think we I had think we had so much overlap. So many duplicates. I think it's yeah. obvious. Let me double check and make sure. Well, and everything kind of just bleeds into it. Everything else, right? Right. Oh, I'm, I have one more. Okay. I have one more that we kind of, it, and it kind of bleeds into some of the other mm-hmm. stuff that we've, t- actually, I have two more. Uh, skip Fantasyland altogether. We do <laughs> that all the time. That. We skip Fantasyland all the time. We walk through it because it's really cute. Right. But, but we if, don't do anything right. there. But if you have littler kids, they usually want to do Fantasyland. So yeah. if you go as an adult, you can skip Fantasyland. You don't. And it's lovely. <laughs> you don't have to pretend to love Peter Pan. Right. You don't have to pretend to love Dumbo. Right. You don't have to stand in line for characters either unless you want to. That's true. That's a good one, too. And then I have on here, which we kind of touched a little earlier on it with eating, but trying new foods. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we tend to do the same thing as a family because we have our favorites. We tend to do the same thing because we know what everybody likes. Right. But I like being able to see things. And even if it doesn't look great, I'll try it. Yeah. So. And you don't and you're not wasting $40 on that one thing you're trying. Right. You're just spending 10. 10. Uh (laughs) Oh, we need to plan a trip. Yes. We're working on it. We are working on it. It's <laughs> our two-year anniversary is coming up real soon. Yes. We're still celebrating 100 episodes. We're coming up on 200,000 downloads. Mm-hmm. So we got big things coming, and we're trying to figure out a trip. Summer is hard. Yeah. We have a lot going on. Yeah. But we'll make it happen. It's soon. It's coming soon. We have some things in the works. Yeah. So, And we have gotten feedback that our trip reports are everyone's favorite yeah. episodes. In fact, one of our followers, you may not know this because I handle Instagram mm-hmm. more frequently, but one of our followers has started her own podcast. So oh, fun. Magic Key Adventures is a follow of ours. She lives in Southern California. She goes fairly regularly. She has started her own podcast of trip reports. Just trip reports. Yeah, because she said those are her favorite to listen to. Her name is Steph. Uh, Those are her favorite to listen to. So she just decided that there was probably other people who loved trip reports. People love them. So we will try to get you more. (laughs) And we're going to try to get you one soon. So stick around. And actually, our um, Michelle from Mouse World Travel is on an epic trip right now that we would love to have her back on to talk about. She's on like a crazy Disney cruise. Mm -hmm. Crazy. It's a Disney cruise, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Crazy big, huge Disney cruise. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Super exciting. Yes. And people really liked the cruise episode. So we'll have her back on to tell us about it. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at ropedrop.parkhop and the same on Facebook. And rope dropping and park hopping are a discussion group, which is pretty fun. We're having a good time in there, I think. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. And we love feedback, so leave us a rating and a review. We appreciate you listen. Yes. Yes. So Apple and is Spotify letting people live reviews. Okay. And I know Audible will do reviews. So if you're on Audible or Amazon Music, I think you can do Mm -hmm. it there too. So wherever you are, if you're able to do it, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Helps us get closer to that 550 million mark. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Our very realistic goal of 550 million. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye.